You are listening to the Running With God Podcast, Speedwork Edition. I'd like to welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Running With God podcast. I am your host, Coach Darby, and this is a speed work episode. We are going to be reaping our way through God's Word, and this time we're camping out on the book of Judges. But before we get to that, here is our speed workout of the week, which isn't actually a workout, but it's a wonderful game that you can play with your running buddies, in my opinion. This is one of the greatest games of all time, second only to baseball, and that that is the sport of ultimate frisbee. I recently had the pleasure of spending some time with my old cross country team that I used to coach, and one of the workouts that we did was a one hour cross country team ultimate frisbee match. I went ahead and set my GPS watch just to see what the mileage would look like in playing an hour long game of ultimate frisbee, and what I came up with was somewhere between three and four miles of running. And what I loved about the running that's involved in ultimate frisbee is that you're looking at quick burst um, directional changes, anaerobic running, and recovery in between because you're not sprinting the entire time. But if you do play a game of Ultimate Frisbee, while it is a great way to get some speed work into your regiment and have some fun while doing so, I need to caution you on your level of conditioning. If you're a weekend warrior that does not do a lot of running or a lot of athletic events that involve quick directional changes and pivoting, then you may want to avoid ultimate frisbee. You need to know your level of conditioning, your physical limitations, and also be mindful of the surface that you're running on. I say all of that because several years ago, I played ultimate frisbee on a field that had recently been aerated and it was loaded with sand and it only took one bad pivot and I completely ruptured my Achilles tendon and it, it cost me um, nearly a year uh, a year's worth of running. I had to have it surgically repaired and just the recovery from that injury was intense. And it really just broke my heart because I love running and I love playing ultimate frisbee and I'd played ultimate frisbee all through high school and all through college. I'd never been bitten by the sport of ultimate frisbee, but I suffered a very bad injury at the hands of ultimate frisbee. I didn't let it stop me. Still got back out there and played, but just know your limitations. If you're not accustomed to games like basketball or soccer or any other sport for that matter that requires a lot of short burst of speed as well as directional changes, then you might want to avoid it altogether. However, if it is common for you to run to dynamic stretch, to static stretch, to work on flexibility, and to play a pickup basketball game, by all means, if you've acclimated your body to that type of conditioning, then having a game embedded in your weekly workout does raise the interest factor in what you're doing and I would encourage you to get out there and do that just learn from my mistake be very cognizant of the surface that you're playing on it's probably a terrible idea to be playing ultimate frisbee at the beach where sand gives way and the potential for injury is sky high just make sure you know the surface you're playing on it's good for it to be a soft surface but not too soft and not loose that is an injury waiting to happen as we move on into our scripture study, we're looking at the book of Judges, which is one of my favorite books of the Bible because it contains some great biblical heroes such as Deborah, Samson, and Gideon. 
And the book of Judges is all about cycles of disobedience, conquest by other nations, and then these dramatic deliverances from God using his people, which were called the Judges. And what we're going to be reading from today is Judges chapter 17, verse 6, which really sums up the entire book of Judges, in my opinion. So Judges chapter 17, verse 6, in those days, Israel had no king and everyone did as they saw fit, which in my opinion, that was the cliff notes of the book of Judges right there. Israel had no king. And what we see out of the Israelites are these big cycles of disobedience where they they stray far away from God and it takes a judge to deliver them from their evil ways or deliver them from a foreign power. And then they return to God only to fall away from him all over again. In the book of Judges, we see God's people facing immense challenges and surviving through tough conditions. God used these fighters to lead his people and the judges weren't afraid to get their hands dirty. That's what I've noticed about um, the book of Judges and the particularly this scripture that we're reading today when I examine it. So when I look to apply this scripture to my life and really anything from the book of Judges to my life, what I keep coming back to is the importance of having a king sitting on the throne of your life, the importance of having God sitting at the highest place of importance in my life and in your life, it's so important because if we're living life without a king, we are no different than the Israelites in the book of Judges. We need an all-powerful authority to answer to, to worship, to exalt, and to have sitting on the throne of our life. While many of us want to keep our options open and not be too committed to any one thing, the book of Judges shows us the consequences of failing to fully commit to God. Partial loyalty and partial obedience to God only end up hurting everyone in the long run. The satisfying life is focused on one goal, and that is living for the Lord and exalting Him in everything that we do. And that's my prayer. That's been my prayer for the last two or three years. Every morning on the way to work, I talk to God and I say, God, I want you to be on the highest pedestal of my life. I want you to be in the highest place of honor in my life. I want you to be exalted in everything that I say, everything that I do, everything that I think. I want you to permeate all of it. I want your name to be hallowed in my life, the highest level of importance. And when people see me and interact with me, that without a shadow of a doubt, they'll know that you are the most important thing to me. That's my prayer. And I don't want to be like the Israelites in the book of Judges that are just caught in this endless cycle of disobedience where they just really close to you after you save them and only to fall short and stray far from you and have to be saved all over again. I don't want that to be the story of my life. I want to abide in you, as Jesus tells us to do, to be the branch that is connected to the vine. I do not want to constantly break off the vine and do my own thing and only have to be reconnected to the vine all over again. I want to be connected to the source of life that is Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I want him to be on the throne of my life now and forever. Let's pray together. Father God, we love you and thank you so much today for your word in the book of Judges. Help us to look intensely 
at who or what sits on the throne of our life. And if it's not you, help us to put you on that throne where you rightfully deserve to be and help everything that we do, everything that we think, everything that we say, everything that we're all about be to bring you honor and glory and praise and to exalt you because you're worthy. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Running with God podcast, more than nominal Christianity. Send us an email at runningwithgodpodcast at gmail.com.